Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You don't just live in your home, you live in your neighborhood as well. So when you're shopping for a home, you want to know as much about the area around it as possible. Luckily, Homes.com has got you covered. Each listing features a comprehensive neighborhood guide from local experts. Everything you'd ever want to know about a neighborhood, including the number of homes for sale, transportation, local amenities, cultural attractions, unique qualities, and even things like median lot size and a noise score. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Pen Pals, hey, it's me. Yeah, I'm talking to you right before the episode starts. Here's the reason. If you are listening to this today, and today being relative, but let's just say it came out the day it dropped, whatever, it's the 20th of April. Next week on the 25th of April, I have a big announcement, something really, really cool, really, really fun, really, really something I never thought I'd be able to get to do. I'm doing it. Um, And uh, you're going to get to enjoy it. That's all I want to say. But uh, if you follow me at Daniel Van Kirk, I hope you do. You you should be paying attention on Monday the 25th because I have a great announcement and I wanted to let you know about it. Okay, let's go to the show. If you want to be my friend, you would better go and get a pen. Maybe we can keep in touch with me. Like they did in the old days, it wasn't so long ago. We you, nail it every time. It, in in the contest of better voice, it is a dead heat. It's a dead heat, folks. Shanley, get a poll going. Is it a dead heat? Rory, you yeah. are going to be a rock star. Okay. In any genre of music. Okay. What is the genre? And it, why? Where's this coming from? Because does <laughs> I feel like <laughs> is any like, party? Why are you asking me that? You don't. Know, you never wanted to be a rock <laughs> star. Offended. Of course, it's great. Is it prog rock tool or I like that, but I, I if think that's such an easy number one, I kind of want to force you to say your number two. I have a few, but you can only pick great. Then you can only pick one. Okay, so there mine's, is that. There is no, that mine's, version. Mine's eh, and it's not even close. You know what I think trumps that though is for me being in like a jam band, like something like The Dead or Fish. I think I'd actually enjoy that more because right. the improv- that's it. improvisational element. That's but also if someone said you're a jazz legend. I don't know what instrument, maybe piano, I don't know, but I think being a jazz legend. Interesting. So you don't want to sell out stadiums. I don't know that I care about stadiums. You don't have to. I'm just saying that isn't a factor for you. I don't know that I care about it in stand up either. You know what I would love about playing a giant arena as a stand up? That Mm. paycheck. 
But I don't know that I'd enjoy the show. I, have we said this before? Yeah. I don't know that I'd enjoy the show. I don't know if we said it, but we've talked about this. Like, yeah, the, I've yeah, definitely yeah, said like, this before. But like the jazz vibe, I just love it. I, I mean, love, you get like, a lot a of room street cred. You're not supposed to be a lot in. of respect. Yeah. Um, I think it's country, man. You'd be like a Garth Brooks kind of vibe, or what? Or like a Jason Isbell, or like a, like a Sturgill Simpson. Yeah, closer to that end of things. I keep going, but, but I I'm, I'm like way off. Or like a Prince, <laughs> or like Metallica. Have you watched Explained on Netflix? No. So it's literally just like little college lectures, essentially, but okay. multimedia. You're watching it. So for us, it's very good because yeah. you know, um, no nap because we're no dumb. nap like a college we're lecture. Dumb. No nap like a college <laughs> lecture. Um, and uh, they just take topics and explain them. The first episode is fairy tales. Okay. And then um, what? Like where that comes from? Where they come from? Yeah, it's literally like oh, you're literally sitting there and it. We are similar in this way. I'm like, I'm just learning. Yeah. And it feels really good. Yeah. Um, you know but, what I think that is also? I think that's age. Sure. I think you get to an age where you go, learning is fun. But aren't you glad we started It's not this? in your 20s. We, we, we know people who got older and, and lost curiosity. Yeah. And so, and, and hopefully that's, we're not, uh, that's not exclusive to us. I think hopefully it's just a social shift that, that yeah, people are be, staying curious It could be who longer. you're surrounded by. Yeah. Um, influenced by. But they did one about country music, okay, and just like how racist it is. Yeah. Uh, but what in its origins? In its origins, but then also like how Lil Lil Nas X like dropped on the country charts, and then it started charting uh, Old Town Road, and then they literally just said this doesn't meet the criteria for country music, and pulled oh, after it off. It charted. Yes, I didn't and know that. Pulled it off. I yes. didn't know that at all. Um, and then it just talked about the discrepancy of like, like even uh, women, like female country artists, get. A th like twenty six or thirty three percent of all radio play, yeah, and it's like hasn't changed in twelve years. Right, like yeah. it's just this. They're like, and people like a couple of years ago, somebody was like, yeah, it's just uh, if country music were a salad, women aren't the lettuce, men are the lettuce, women are the tomatoes, and it was <laughs> called an art, and it was called that. it was called Tomato Gate. It was yeah. like this whole thing about just saying that women country singers were tomatoes. It's yeah. wild, but anyway, you would really. But also, enjoy which one would you rather eat by itself? I mean, you lettuce or tomatoes? Little, that snap. <laughs> well, tomato. When you oh, tomatoes for life. That was interesting. You want to be a jazz? I, I don't think I've jazz. ever. I, 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 jazz makes sense, but I didn't see it. I think, and this is not by choice, but I don't think I've ever listened to music and actively felt like I could or could not connect based on the gender of the person talking to me, even when it is a woman clearly talking about a man. Do you know what I mean? No. Like, let's say, like, Jolene. Jolene. <laughs> you know, you're not listening Jolene. to that going, Jolene. I can't totally enjoy this because it's a woman singing it, and it's not a thing I relate to. Instead, you just sit there going, this is a great song. Great song. You don't, there isn't some part of me that goes, whoa, 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 wait, 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 put on some man music. Do you know what I mean? Do you know what the sad thing is? There are people who say I, that. I know, and they obviously work at country music stations. <laughs> but what I'm And probably a lot of other stations, never, too. It's never occurred to me... In any form of art, like I've, and I'm not saying this like I'm a good person. I'm just no. saying it like naturally. I've made no decision. But when I watch a movie, I don't sit there and go, ah, "The lead is a woman." Do you think I, it doesn't occur to do me? Do you think that's <laughs> either part, it's good or it's not good? Do you think that's part of what 
blew a lot of people away when they watched Parasite is they were like, I'm identifying with these characters and I'm invested in this story and none of these people look like yeah, me. Yeah, and they're not me. Like, yeah. I, yeah. And I've never lived there. And I think maybe they didn't know that like, they, or just didn't register with them. Like, I just, it just seems so strange to me. Squid Game was part of that for at least a lot of American culture where people are like, yeah, I love this show and it's like a lot of Asians. Like the, and you're like, yeah, you mean people? Yeah. You mean humans people. just trying to like, Story. like, like a good show. be a better dad like a good or like make up amends yeah. for the things yeah. they did in their yeah, life? Yeah. And You mean relevant plot lines and character story arcs? and Just, just crushing <laughs> that change. mind of yours? Yeah. yeah, I don't, it's, I just never, I mean, as a kid, you would. Like if I saw an eight-year-old boy and he was like, I don't like girls, I'd go, yeah, I get it. But, contr but contrarily, talking as though we've already read a letter, contrarily. Well, contrarily. They're, That's how people know we're educated. All right, we're not some dumb idiots. We are speaking. We are allowing you to call us cackling idiots, but <laughs> sure, make sure. no mistake. Right, right. Daniel and I use words like contrarily. Okay. <laughs> contrarily, we are speaking from the mass. So we are the mass, being like, "Wow, look at this story about an Asian family," and and I can like it. There does also, though, that doesn't absolve anyone absolve anyone from saying. Well, we don't need to make movies with strong black leads and characters because those black people can come watch this movie and identify with these white superheroes or whatever. Right, right. So you do also, it, from the mass side, understand you, you yes. can see from others. And you'd like but to, from the minority side, they need to be represented. Everyone, everyone. And so that they you can, just want to see because, yourself. So that they can see themselves. It, yes. the, the power of seeing yourself is so fucking important the power so important of black panther yourself. in the african-american community it's massive right here is a superhero that's me right. i'm up there right they, i'm not sitting here going I, I didn't feel that with like superman as a kid christopher reeve you, you never me? even had to be michael well, you, keaton you, actually, as batman you did but you didn't know it because exactly it was, it was, it was your the norm. norm it was yeah. the norm right. but you were feeling that same thing you just didn't know it was a big deal. Right. And then look with something like Black Panther goes, it is a big deal. Look how big of a deal it is. Yeah. Look how big of a deal it is. And it's not just movies and it's not just like superheroes. People seeing themselves, when people, whenever you get to these Oscars and there's always the speech, movies matter. They show us our lives through the lens dude, of a thing. Dude, heartbreak yeah, feels better in a place like this. But, but when people say, like, when they give those cheesy speeches every single year trying to pitch movies to us, which are doing great, it's our biggest export. And in really, the country, I'm like, just show me the montage of people opening and closing doors. Because yeah. you did that 10 years ago and I still love <laughs> and it. I still that was love enough. It. Yeah. Hello? Hello? <laughs> Goodbye. Closing a door. <laughs> but I like why, to say that to go. This is why movies matter. Don't sit there and and then become a culture that's not diverse in your casting, in your employment, in your in directing, in producing, yeah. in ca in yeah. every aspect yeah. of it. Yeah. Don't give that speech and then not be this very inclusive atmosphere because you, that speech is saying this is why stories matter. This is why they matter. Yes. Because when someone sees themselves succeeding on screen, they start to tell their own story in their head that they can also do that. Not become an actor. Right. Not tell that story. But they can sit there and go, wait, I think I could be a doctor. Or, you can. Look. Look who doctors the, are. Like you can movie, be a doctor. We talked about this in a movie like Wild where they're like, I can deal with my issues and go for a long hike and take some time for myself yes. to sort out the shit I did yes. wrong in this life. Like, yes. Yeah, I can go do and that. And when those stories are predominantly white characters, people of other races sit there and go, well, maybe I can't because you're not showing it to me. And I'm not talking about an adult who hasn't come to that realization that right. they're not represented. I'm talking about a kid right. who thinks in the reality of the world, they think, well, I can't. Right. I can't because right. that I'm not up there. Right. And I guess what's up there, I'm being told 
that's who does do that. Mm -hmm. And it's not the truth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Speaking of what you just said, do you know what I think was one of the dumbest, craziest things about the Oscars that we had? <laughs> Nobody's I talking love this about curveball. it. Nobody's talking about it. Yeah. You were like, show this reputation, be diverse or whatever. Yeah. So they had awards that they were like, we're not going to air this. Do you want to know what one of them was? What? Denzel Washington giving an Oscar to Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> Let's not air that. <laughs> Let's not air that. Also, two very notable people. Let's not air that. Yeah. Let's no, not air that. We don't that. need to see that. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, dude. We haven't even gone yet. Let's go to the letters! We, we should start. Leave this in. We should start. We should start where we go. And we're back. And we went. And we did go. And we're back. Should we? Should we start doing like that? And let's go to the letters and we snap and we disappear for a little bit. And now editing is becoming crazy. Wait, Lissa, here's the thing. Lissa, she, can you, do you look, want to do magic tricks? I'm going to say no? something to you and to the camera. And to you and the camera. Because you look at it. You, me, you look away me. when you're talking to a person. <laughs> Shut and then, up. And then, Such a great. Okay. You close your eyes when you're looking at them. And when you're speaking, and then, and then you open your eyes when you're not talking. Okay? And then you look at Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I don't care, right? We're gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna do another reference, same movie. I'm gonna take a little bit of that light, right? Yeah. This, this right here, right? Yeah. And I'm gonna shine it on Lisa Rubin. Okay. okay. Chad Bouchard, fine. But no, I love it. And him. fine. <laughs> but he's doing fine. <laughs> That's the review. Right. He's doing fine. He's right. still here. Right. He's still here. Right. He will not get an angle. He will not get a mic. He, he won't will get a cough. never. But he will never. In fact, I don't even like that you said his full name. <laughs> We are our own stop shop, right? We've hung our shingle, right? Keep going. I'm going to get this mic right in front of my face. You, you keep going. You I keep can't. Going. Well, then I hope we stay in this. Stay. And we're no, here. I want people to see the work. We're going to be in. If you're ever watching this, we're over on us because you are you turned into a mic no, mechanic. I want to be. I want people to go, wow, Rory is really Lisa strong. Lisa Rubin. Okay. We are our own shop. Me and you make this whole thing. We didn't cut this sign, but we built it. We did cut that sign. Okay. And uh, she works her goddamn ass off on all these edits and all these clips and all this stuff, right? And you're wanting to add more work. Go ahead. Keep going. Something like that <laughs> where we go like this and then we're there. I don't even have to look at her. She loves it. Loves it. You do love that? Great. She then would love. And then, she, and then I would get a text that's like, Daniel, look at, look at it or something like that. And then uh, I would not respond for days. Yeah. And then, uh, and then I'd go, pretty good. But she will have loved. You're pretty good. She's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, no. Uh, so, wait, wait, wait. What are we doing? Let's just do the motion. Okay. One, two, three. <laughs> good luck, Lissa. Also, leave that in All as is. Of that. Don't even, yeah. don't even make that. A, and if you're listening, that's what Friday's for. You can watch. Yeah, you can watch that and on if Friday. You're not, if you can't, you don't have time to watch. We're about to read a letter. And that's where you're. And here also, for. if you didn't like that, and you've already changed the channel. You're not hearing this part anyways. So what does it matter? Yeah, true. Hi, Rory and Daniel. Oh, okay. Long time Penny, finally Ugh. a paller. So that means someone went the distance and realized Rory should go first. You think someone went cake, and now. They think that's how it's supposed to be. And now they think that's ice cream. This is what I would say. And they're right. This is what I would say. If somebody is a paller, yeah. and they're like, hi, Rory and Daniel, yeah. they've had the episodes on, yeah. but I wouldn't say they've listened. I think they have. Okay. And I think they've heard what needed to be heard. Okay. Hi, Rory and Daniel, just to repeat Ugh. that. With an exclamation point to really hammer it For home. For me. That that's just to end it. Okay. Long time Penny, finally a paller. Unfortunately, yes. I don't have any super fun, interesting, banter-inducing questions. Hashtag subject to change, maybe. But I really wanted to get some insight from two people 
who seemed to be so self-aware. I just left an eight-year relationship in which I was verbally and emotionally abused. Ugh, even now, about six months later, I hate saying abused. I feel like a fraud. And that part of me knew what was going on, and I was too much of a coward to do anything about it. I don't like how we're talking to ourselves, Daniel. Mm-hmm. From this, what if that was in the letter? From this relationship, you're actually more self-aware than we are. From this relationship, my anxiety and depression were so severe that I was taking Xanax every day, especially to sleep, having panic attacks with horrible real symptoms, and my underlying issues around uh, body dysmorphia and disordered eating got out of hand. I was in constant fear of upsetting him or doing anything wrong, which was all the time, no Mm. matter the circumstance. I also realized triggers are real. For example, I offered a few friends a ride to the beach one day and while driving needed to stop because I couldn't stop crying. Turns out I was triggered by the fear of driving with someone in the car because every time I drove my ex, he would scream at me for not knowing how to drive, not knowing where I'm going, and be and me, me being the reason he eventually dies in a car accident, etc. Just in general, a lot of damage to my feelings of self-worth and confidence in any of my thoughts and or abilities. Anyway, I didn't tell anyone anything for a long time. I just thought this is what real love is and this is as good as I can get. Uh, I mean, no one actually runs through the airport for you unless you're in a rom-com, right? I think that's true. They're not allowed to now, 9-11. So, but if they loved you enough, they would buy a they would get arrested somewhere. Yeah, Vegas. There's always deals. So my unfunny, existentially crushing question from a now single 30-year-old is what does real love feel like? What am I supposed to feel and expect? What is the line between relationships being hard work and relationships not being right? I love you guys, and you don't know how much you've helped me these last few months. Thank you for this podcast and your insight, heartwarming, and heartfelt advice and discussions. Sincerely, A. Um, P.S., just to not end on a sad note, how do you make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich? Believe it or not, this is a long-standing family debate. Peanut butter on one side and jelly on the other, or both on one side of the bread? Please explain to my mom how insane this is. Both on both sides? Well, first things first. First things first. Congrats on being a paller. I, I was going to say, first things first, most important. What are you doing with that peanut butter and jelly? Oh, we, I thought we That's would go backwards. That's the most critical part of would the go backwards. for me. First things first, congrats on being a paller. You made it. Now, the next step for you, if you care, and you don't have to care, being it's an patro- option. Being a Patroni. 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 That's someone who's listened to all the Patreons, and the only way to do that is to sign up and subscribe. $5 mm-hmm. a month, four episodes. Yeah, that's right. We're pitching our product during your very heartfelt emotional letter. That's how we are. Life has spectrums. Now, contrarily, how do you, peanut butter and jelly, first what are you all, doing? do you count it as a PB&J if someone toasts it? That's a great question. I kind of prefer it toasted. Well, it's fucking great. Because it also gets that peanut butter hot. I know. And also hot jelly. Come on. I know. Come on. But is it a PB&J or did somebody go, I, I got a toast and I just made a little sandwich out of it? I, I think it is. I think I think a peanut butter and jelly sandwich is not hinged on the okay. type of bread. I'm fine with that. Just I think curious. it's hinged on the ingredients. Right. So, the, for me and my You're house, making one we right will now. serve. Huh? Creamy or crunchy? Either or. Whatever you got in the Great answer. But what kind of jelly? Give me a flavor. I mean... Grape, strawberry. Those are the two mains, right? Dude, I don't know. You get yourself a raspberry preserve? I'd do that. I'd for sure do that. Fucking A, you would? But which of those? So you're going to go raspberry preserve. No, you're, gonna go you're creamy. making me pick. If you're making me pick. I'm and making we're, you and pick. We're, I'm making we're you at pick. the cabin. We've had a couple of cocktails. 
We walk. Why do we have to be drunk? Why do we have to have drank? Oh, did you skip the cabin part? Did you not hear the cabin part? You yeah, also don't we have just to. Got, we just got to the cabin. We just walked into the cabin. Well, like, we're turning, I'm hungry. We're turning the oven on. And I, go, I got to get something pizza. in my belly it's before I... What time of day did we get there? We got there at 3 a.m. Oh, we're making a tombstone <laughs> pizza. It's not even... It's not even... Without a doubt... Give me, give me, get into this. Get, I, I got a lot to say on this. Peanut butter and jelly. What are you doing? Okay. How are you doing it? Okay. Uh, are you toasting the bread? No. You don't like that? Uh, no, I love it, but I'm just saying, just You're not. QB and J. You're not. Um, just give me grape, great, well, Welch's, whatever you want, but some grape jelly. Creamy, crunchy. Either, I know whatever you, say, you have. But I want you to pick one. Fine. Uh, you know what? Nobody, we never bought crunchy. I, I love it. I right. like the texture. I'm happy right. with it. But I guess creamy. Sure. You take you take your you take you're looking at your two halves, yeah. right? Your two yeah. slices. Yeah. Uh, one of them, one of them, you do the peanut butter on. Yeah. Then you do a, a nice, uh, not a plug because I don't like these guys, but a nice dollop of jelly. Yeah. Same side, rub those two oh. together as best you can. Put that suck son of a bitch together, and then let's cut it down the middle. I'm not going diagonal. I think I'm a middle guy. I can go either one. I don't think I like diagonal cut sandwiches. I had a buddy once, and I am going to take a hard stance like, on that. My dad, if you don't cut it diagonally for my dad, he'll hit you in the face. And we were all like, "Oh, you're being abused at home." And everyone goes, "I don't think you understand what abuse is because that's crazy." Right now, contrarily, now, um, what is your way? I'm cutting it down the middle, toaster untoasted. I probably prefer toasted because I do like it gets the a little hot. I mean, if we're living life, it's just going to be white Wonder I Bread. I want white bread. Yeah. I know it's not healthy. Right. I know bread isn't healthy. You know it's pretty, but I know that white bread is like it turns to sugar. Like I get it. That's why it's delicious. Right. I've been doing this like nice sourdough loaf, and I don't like sourdough really. The sourdough loaf that's not crazy sourdough, and it's real good. You know, I used to be a brioche guy. I'm way off brioche. I don't think I can do brioche anymore. It It just doesn't give me enough. It is wonderful. You pick a little brioche, brioche, maybe a little spinach artichoke dip or something like that. It's great. Maybe, but. But as a sandwich, as a foundation, I don't need that much. Yeah, um, I, like a breakfast sandwich, I'm not doing brioche anymore. You do a sardo. I don't. know. That's not my. That's not my choice. What do you want a croissant for a breakfast sandwich? I used to love croissants. A little croissant which That's bad for you. Do you want to know? I don't think I've had a croissant which, and I'm. I know that I'm. Someone's gonna. Yeah, but you haven't had Ted's croissant. Right, right. I realize I haven't had all of the options. But for me, I still like a BK breakfast croissant which. I'm wrong with that. I love that more Dude, than what I get at like Whole a Foods? many bodegas. Whole Foods croissant with a yeah. like a chicken salad. Yeah, oh I like a bialy. You know the I mean, bialy's I know. I... super thin bagels, so it's not like a full bagel. Oh, it's nice. much thinner. So it's it's more yeah, yeah, like yeah. it's just more accommodating to a sandwich. Yeah, okay. it's not what you want if you're just having that. So, but go go into your production of your PBJ, and then we'll... I think I'm going separate sides. You do peanut butter on one, jelly on the other, and I then think I do bring and then them, I, you and then I marry them together. Really. Um, I think I do. As you're standing there, is peanut butter on the left or on the right? Great question. I feel like it's on your left. I think it is too. And I don't know why that is. But you only my use instinct a, is that it is. The butter knife that you used provided. I'm I don't assuming. use it for both. You don't that's use where it for this both? Is going. I and have to I was going to ask, do you, get a, do you get a cutting knife to cut the sandwich or do you use the knife? Same knife. Because then you get a little resi- residue. But if I'm making a sandwich sandwich... I'm getting like a steak knife, and I'm getting a good clean cut. But peanut butter and jelly, I'm going steak knife. You're not getting any friction in there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But a sandwich sandwich, you're getting a little pushback. Yeah. And also, sure, you're probably yeah. using a little and you got to do bread. that thing where you go and like, you've toasted the bread. Like if I have a turkey or hams, I'm toasted the bread. You okay. know what I mean? Um, let's get into this. Okay. Let's dance. Yeah. 
Uh, first off, thank you so much for this. First off, we've been talking for 10 minutes about yeah, but it's peanut butter. Your fault. Your fault good. with the peanut butter and jelly hey, sandwich. It's still good, eh? Uh, hey, um, I got to say, this is great. Thank you for sharing this. I know it's a huge deal. I oh know it's gosh. crazy. But I'd like to think in a world of some sense of recovery that this is a great step towards uh, healing. Not necessarily our response to it. But just sitting down, even if you never sent this to us, mm-hmm. sitting down and typing this out, uh, writing this out, I think is a great step towards some type of healing. I feel I, like and that, I don't know how much healing. When we do Patreon episodes, something positive. and sometimes we'll read somebody's follow-up letter and they go, hey, I'm so glad you read it. Just writing it out to you guys yeah. felt great. And then I, it always makes me happy because then I think, you know what, we, we don't get to read every, well, we do read every letter, but we don't get to read every letter online. Yeah. And, or, or on, sh- on the show, I mean, and... Um, to know that for some people they might go, that's okay because it really felt good to write it. Yeah. That yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. oh, good. Yes. Like that still yes. makes me feel g- good, not in a self-righteous way, but in a like, no, uh, not, I'm not happy in, for not other in people. about us kind yeah, of way yeah, at yeah, all. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. the fact that someone was like, I wrote a letter and that felt good. It's like, that was never our intention, but to find out that's a byproduct. Right. That's great. Um, and I, I got to say, I'm so sorry for the anxiety and the intense trauma that you've gotten from this uh, eight-year relationship. Because eight years is a very long time for that trauma to get compounded mm-hmm. and become a major part of your reality, to yeah. become a major part of your interpretation of what things are how you and identify. how things are. Yeah. And I know this probably goes without saying, but just going back to uh, you sort of asking, you know, the the now as a 30-year-old, what does real love feel like? What am I supposed to feel and expect? My answer right out of the gate is that this was not it. And to mm-hmm. wash this mm-hmm. off and cleanse yourself of this is going to take real deep work that Time. I can't tell you I know how to do because I don't relate to this. But I do know that that is in what you've written here, point blank, this is all the information I have. Yeah, That's not love in any form. And you have to unteach yourself that any of that is relevant to someone caring about you. That's how I feel, based yeah. on what I've read here. Yeah. And so I'm like, well, he did do these things or that things. Overall, treating someone like this is is not. It's awful. It's a it's a horrible way to be. It is abuse. It's a million percent. I know you don't want to use that word. But abuse isn't like always like, wow. And, and maybe this was physical that, abuse. But abuse wasn't always like, wow. Clear cut. They hit me in the face. That's abuse. I was abused. I'm out. Or yeah. Yeah. or they hit me in the face and I allowed it and it went on and on and yes. on. But I was abused. Sometimes abuse it, abuse is slow and manipulative. I was about to say low methodical. key manipulation yeah. is abuse. And yeah. And yeah. so it's uh it doesn't feel good by any means to go, wow, yeah. I was abused. But you also shouldn't deny yeah. yourself the truth of like, wow, I, I was abused. Yeah. You know? I'd also like to, to sort You're of throw out there that part of me knew what was going on. I was too much of a coward to do anything about it. That's not true. You're no longer in that relationship. Right. Just because there was a time period where you didn't have a reaction you wanted to have, it shouldn't discount the reaction and progress and changes you made going forward Mm -hmm. i don't think it's cowardly at all i actually think as cliche as it may sound the abuse that you endured is cowardly behavior to someone to treat you like that that person has something they are so afraid to confront and deal with 
I would say that's cowardly to take out your personal, whatever internal you have going on to abuse someone else for that. To me, that's cowardly behavior, unwilling to face your own demons. You were facing them constantly, and now you're having to face them even more because of someone else. That's not cowardly. That's I, I the, here you are writing this letter. You've left that relationship. From what I understand, just your self-awareness of why you started crying in the car and recognizing the trauma and the self, just the overall self-awareness that you have, I, I think that's that is the that's the definition of strength. To me, the definition of strength is identifying the issue and being willing to take the steps towards positive change. You don't do that if you're a weak person. Mm-hmm. You don't do that if you're scared. That takes and you might. It's okay to have to been do. weak, but you did get strong enough to do those yes. things. And and you know, yeah, man. Sometimes if we gave ourselves as much grace as we want to extend to other people, yeah, you know, like sometimes yeah. we're like, oh, like we hear a person we're like, it's okay, whatever, and then to ourselves we're like, you're a fuck up. Being yeah, being up. hard on yourself though is just. I think it's just part of the deal. Agreed. Because you sort of live outside of your body. Be more conscious about giving yourself grace. Yeah, I I think that's true because that we sort of have a job where there's so many times that we can be hard on ourselves. Mm -hmm. But we also, a lot of times, get to leave a stage where a lot of people really liked what we did and we get to soak, our egos get to soak up how good that feels. And so by default, we're sort of going, I'll take this little self-applause break. So we are being nice to ourselves uh, by nature of our job a lot of times. And not by choice. You know, just our egos going, that feels good. Someone really liked that show. Oh, someone saw that show. That feels really good. Someone cared to even watch it. Um, Yeah, I, I think... I mean, we'll, we'll we'll say it forever. Well, can I ask you that therapy is a huge, uh, huge first step? Oh yeah, 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 and I think you probably already know that. Like, if you're if you're a paller, you've already heard us say that so many times. And I would say, give yourself, give yourself an immense amount of credit. Like Daniel's talking about. Sure, we can be hard on ourselves, but don't be afraid to congratulate yourselves for confronting a problem and having the the willingness to change that problem for your own joy and happiness for your own better experience of whatever this this life is in this simulation in the paragraph here <laughs> to, to the next step for that i think it's important to remember um nobody runs through an airport right and my response is they do but keep in mind that almost any time in any movie or tv show where someone's running through an airport to catch somebody pre-9-11 it's, go ahead pre-9/11. it's because they fucked up that's right. <laughs> That's right. It's because there was a big fuck up. Yeah. And so... Which one comes to mind I, for you right out of the gate? Well, Ross and Rachel. Ah, oh, there you go. But so, uh, is, there, is, there one, is there a scene like that in When Harry Met Sally? I don't know. Nick Cage oh, for me. Okay. Nick Cage for me in uh, Family Man. At ooh, the very end. Taya Leone. Spoiler alert. Taya Leone. Um, yeah. But they... You know, they, Spoiler alert! They like up. a twenty-five-year-old movie. The goal is is that you go to you're at the you went to the airport together, or nobody's at the airport. You're at brunch. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. so if, if you're running through an airport, you fucked up. Yeah. Secondly, I'm going to ask you, Rory. Okay. Um. Uh. What does real love feel like? I think you know it, and I don't think it is the way that it's painted out to be in storytelling. Also, real love, not real life, right? Yeah. So you and your wife might have real love. Yes. But that doesn't mean you have Honestly, it's pooping in front of each okay, other. Stop, okay. Stop. <laughs> but, but but that doesn't mean you also haven't had to deal with real life. So you've had struggles right, and right. fights and like, I'm going to go outside because I can't fucking stand you right now. Yeah. Um, 
and I've been there, like when you guys have said that to each other, and then I'm like, I should leave, and you both were like, you stay, you here. stay, and you witness <laughs> this, Daniel. Uh, also, so everybody knows that was a joke. Um, I, no, I left. It's not. We pushed. We we <laughs> tied him up. <laughs> so real life and real love uh, go sh- try to go hand in hand, but they, yeah. they're not the same thing. So yeah. you, you can have real love and also have some real fights yeah. and real struggles and real ups and downs. I think real love is something that you know, but it, I think I think more people know it than they think. I think people assume. When you think real love, you think a romantic yeah. relationship. You think someone that you're dating or someone that you're going to marry. I think that causes us to discount actual love that we feel and experience and sense all the time with so many different people that it doesn't necessarily come from a space of, oh, this romantic intimacy. Yeah. Like, sure. But I think because we've wired ourselves through media, through, you know, TVs and books and 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 movies to go oh that's oh love is when someone does that and it results in this no for the sake of maybe a good story in this show sure but in real life it isn't those uh gestures to me and it isn't those things it's this feeling of wanting to be around this person the vibe you feel with somebody the energy that somebody gives off the respect that you want to give to somebody and the respect that you can easily identify that they are giving to you and not roping yourself into this sort of uh, this hypnosis of what you kind of want love to be because of what you've seen someone do on Instagram or TikTok. Like to me, it doesn't have to be these grand gestures. It doesn't have to be this expensive moment. It doesn't have to be these material things. It's literally just a vibe of who you are around and you feel that. And sometimes, and we've talked about this before, sometimes you feel that and you don't recognize recognize it because you maybe at first don't have a physical attraction to someone. Mm-hmm. A lot of times, physical attraction is the first thing you feel. It's sure. not shallow. That's the nature that you just have that, right. a physical attraction with somebody. Right. But then there's also people you've gotten to know that their physical attraction has changed for you because you've gotten to know who they are oh, as a down. person. Exactly. And you you now see them differently and feel them differently. Those are, to me, are like the, the, the first layers of some kind of a, a real love. It, 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 let's say it's me and you. Sure. And let's say that, let's say you and I aren't physically attracted. You've never asked me out. I've never asked you out. Right. And we hang out at work events and we got drinks and at some point I'm with a friend I'm like I don't know this is this vibe with like Daniel and you're saying the same thing to your friend Mm -hmm. like that is the presentation of love it's not necessarily this readily identifiable thing it's you going I feel comfortable around Daniel and I know that Daniel cares that I feel comfortable and I know it because naturally I feel the same, wanting to provide the same thing yeah. to Daniel. And then you go, that's what it is, you know? But you yeah. have it in your friendships. For you sure. have friends that you love, right. but you're not You're not sitting there going, oh, I love you. I, just, I don't mean it the way I mean it with my wife. But in reality, you maybe kind of do. You yeah. maybe kind of do mean it the yeah. same way. Yeah. Because it's not going, hey, I love you. We're not going to kiss or anything. It's like, you're not in high Easy. school. You're not, right. We might. Well, we might. I don't know. Right, right. But you're not in high school where at some point you go, well, that is what that means. Sure. But as you mature and get older, you do have to learn that love might be how your friends responded when you had to pull over to start crying. And you go, yeah. what does real love feel like? 
Well, what did they do when that moment happened? Did they comfort you and care about you? You already know what it feels like. It's just who are you feeling it from? Who are you feeling well, I think that a vibe big thing from? In this relationship, it's that, why people say love is never where you're looking for it. It's because we've wired ourselves to go. That's what love well, looks I mean, like and what whole, it is. Whole seeing a cartoon. That's saying what you, love I didn't is know. Something. I ended up just kind of finding love with Daniel. It's because you weren't looking for it right. with Daniel. You just, it's just there. But also, you some people go looking for it and do find it. Nope. <laughs> Like a hard no, dude. Hard no. Um, I know ran a little bit on this, but I just want to say quickly also, you know, what am I supposed to feel and and expect? What is the line between relationships being hard work and relationships not being right? I think that something that goes for both of those, it seems to me that in the abusiveness of the relationship you were in, every single thing was on that person's terms. Yes. The mood... The attitude, the culture, the feeling, the expectation. The lack of respect. All of it. And was, so was them. I think a huge thing is compassion. Uh, that person will have compassion for what your day was like. Your they have a compassion for what your day is going to be like tomorrow so they know how to treat you tonight. Yes. They, they have compassion for what you went through. They have yes. compassion for... Uh, a, a feeling you have, and so they're going to bite their tongue on maybe bitching about their day or t- reminding you that you still didn't do the thing you were supposed to do because they have compassion yeah. for what you're going through. A huge thing is compassion. And and if I take uh, uh, many things from what you said, your previous uh, relationship was like, I would guess it lacked almost any compassion unless that show of compassion benefited your abuser yes and so they were like manip- being manipulative uh, yeah exactly which and is so, abuse and the other thing i'll say when people go i don't want to go on these fucking dating apps everybody on there is crazy right and i've never done that so take me with a, a grain of salt maybe a grain and a half um 1.5 grain you have the ability to achieve or receive what you also have the capacity of giving so, Rory, if you told me, well, I'm on dating app and I keep met everybody, I go, yeah, you are. Yeah. So doesn't it lend to theory that there's the capacity for someone like you also on there? Yes. And so Always. if you have the capacity to love and cherish and hold and have constructive arguments and fights with, yes. then you have you should be able to expect that capacity in another person. And also know, and I think Who this will is be another right for you, element. Because other people have other capacities, yeah. and they need to find their... Yes, but and also know, you are going to have friction, and you are going to have arguments and, you know, fight over, you know, sometimes very big things and sometimes very little things. Don't assume that means it's not a good relationship. You are two separate people. And it what what changes is as two people... Can you maturely work through a disagreement um, through communication and just understand that you're not there to change each other? You're not there to make someone become who you want them to be just as you don't want to change who you are for someone else. But you can't discount that as two people in a relationship, there is a middle ground Mm -hmm. of what you give and what you're saying, what you bring to it and what you take away from it. And you have to keep that in mind when it comes to relationships and real love because that is the work. The work of a relationship is how much am I willing to donate to that middle ground and how much do I enjoy what I'm getting from that middle ground? If the answer is nothing, then you might not really enjoy that relationship and you might be the cause of trying to change someone and you don't want to do that and you don't want them to 
to change you. So keep those things in mind. You're going to have friction and you're going to fight. It doesn't mean you're in a bad uh, relationship. And I say that just because I don't want you to become triggered by friction. I think that could be a very real thing. Yeah. Coming out of a relationship that's only friction. Time. I think so. A relationship that's only friction. Now, obviously, there's types of friction. All the friction you are getting is horrifically bad abuse. But just know a disagreement with someone, and I'm sure I'm not saying you don't know this, but a disagreement with someone doesn't necessarily mean it, that it's the same. Oh, here we type go again. Of, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. It might be friction that is really positive. But also, and this is what therapy and time will do, you do need to be careful of finding yourself in a pattern where you you can be with a person and yes. you allow yourself to be treated like this or you feel like that's the norm and so you're more tolerable of it too. It, yes. It's, it's, it's going to take work. It's, yeah. yeah. The it's, last thing. And also, even had you not experienced this kind of trauma, relationships take work and they are things that you have to identify. But they don't, they don't take that much pain. They don't there take is some pain, pain every once in a while, but it's, it should be shared. Love can come and, with pain, but this kind, kind of pain is not okay. Yeah. It should it's be bad. a controlled burn. Yeah. Um, Good word. Hey. Words. Hey. Sandwich is done. All right. You lick the knife before you put it in the sink? That feels dangerous, but sure. You do it or you don't do it? I do it. Me too. Okay. Hey, uh, we hope we answered all your peanut butter and jelly questions and that <laughs> you uh, you don't think Daniel is uh, is insane like your mom. Who, but does them both on one side. That's what I gathered. Um, yeah, weird. But uh, A, uh, thank you. This is a big deal. This is a big deal letter. Let us know. Reach back out. Let us know how it's going, or if you have any more questions that we can maybe chit-chat about, we're here to do it. So good luck out there. We wish you well. Sincerely, your pen pals, Rory Scoville. And Daniel Van Kirk. Pen pals. Hey, it's me. This is like an ad, but it's an ad for an announcement. Yeah, you might have heard this at the top of the show. I'm just dropping in here in case you uh, skipped ahead. But don't don't skip ahead of this either. That's my new thing, trying to make people not skip through my ads, especially when they're fun stuff, like my fun thing. I'm going to announce this on April 25th. That is a Monday, 2022. When is what? I laid it all out for you. So follow me on at, at Daniel Van Kirk if you're not already. Keep an eye for that afternoon because I have a great announcement that involves a pen pal. Anyways, I think you guys will dig it. I can't wait to tell you all about it. It's happening on the 25th. All right. Bye. And we are back. We lost it in the end. We didn't have it. We, didn't we had it up top. We didn't want no, it. No, up top. We had it. Oh. I do you just... like Whiplash? The movie? Yeah. Yeah. Hate the thing. Do like the movie as well. <laughs> Hate the result of actual Whiplash. Love the movie. Isn't there a New York comedy show called Whiplash? Guys, look, at, since we're doing plugs, I'm in a Damien Chazelle Babylon comes out on December 25th. The director writer now? of Whiplash. So it, oh, marking on fair. your calendar, marking it. Well, you brought up the You're movie right. Whiplash. Yeah, 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 I didn't. I was, I was comedy. D- like, look, politically, I can't sit here and say I don't like Whiplash. I he said you cannot be in Babylon unless you Could publicly you state that you like all so of my petty. movies. And I go, you, I do like them. Why you gotta be like that? I do. I like your movies. Comes out Christmas Day. Christmas Day. 2022 this year folks go ahead and mark that on your calendar <laughs> you know because everyone's always you know you don't have a lot going on Rory, at christmas get to the theater and you 9 30 showing arc light back row there's no more arc light back row <laughs> we watch we still go same theater i'm gonna finish this and then you're gonna do one oh, of your oh i know what it is dean talking about dean we went and saw dean 
And now you got a movie coming out on Christmas Day. Christmas Day. Look at that. Look at that. Hey. If, if you're a fan of this show and me and you're not there on Christmas Day, I mean. I probably even, won't be. I won't, Come I won't on. be there either. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is it? Whatever this is. What is this? I don't know. When is this? This, this is the 20th? April 20th? 420! So, uh... Get high! Right? Starting tomorrow. This is dropping on the 20th. Starting tomorrow, we are in Moon Tower. Moon Tower. Doing comedy sets. Live Dumb People Town. Our first live pen pals since... When was the last one? It was in Denver for High Plains. Oh, Denver for High Plains. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is our second pandemic live pen pals. But it's our first time back to Texas, where we seem to love doing. We live only shows. go to Texas. I think we've what we've done Atlanta. We Denver, tried to make Chicago happen and San Francisco, and we are talking about doing it again. Chicago's going to happen at yeah, some point. Yeah, we, we want we want Bort and Jen to renew their vows. Yeah, and then we do a show, and yeah. then we do the pen pals. Uh, po, uh, po, what was post? Po, you got pen it. You got pals, it. You got post it. You got it. Owned. <laughs> Wedding reception. Take your time. Take your time. You got it. Um, so, yeah, that'll be really, really fun. Yeah. But uh, Moon Tower this weekend, The Living Wake, and uh, uh, Dumb People Town, and obviously Go to Look it up. Us. Look it up. You'll see the full full schedule. Daniel's doing stand-up. I'm doing stand-up. We're do- both doing this podcast, obviously. And Daniel's got some podcasts and a few yeah. shows. So You're going to be on at least one of those with me, I think. Check them out. Go and check them out. in May, come and take it. Comedy Festival. Come and take it. Life Houston. You'll hear more about okay, that. Okay, you ready? Here we go. Also, I'm on tour. Like, literally, this next week. You should come see me. DanielVanKirk.com. Hello, Daniel and Rory. Nope. Looks like I understand the assignment. Whoa. Nope. They didn't write that. No, nope, but, but they, they do. But they don't. Could you imagine getting that wrong? What? Get the assignment? Getting the assignment wrong. Hello, Daniel and Rory. Obviously not a paller. I've known Rory since ground floor, but I firmly believe it should be alphabetical. That's not... That's never matter. I'll take it, I That's guess. But now mattered. you kind of shot your own self in the foot with a dart gun. I, I'll take it, too. I'm going to keep this short because I know you guys can run with it. Have you guys ever been on a flight and thought to yourself, how are there 200 people flying from Nebraska to London on a random Thursday in February right now? Very specific flight. <laughs> it is things like this that make me believe we are all Sims characters in someone's Sims 4. Anyways, cackle about this however you want. Thanks for the laughs. Austin. P.S. Rory, my wife and I binged watched all of Robbery. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> we binge, wa- binge watched all of Robbie during the OG lockdown of 2020, and that shit was hilarious. So sad it did not get a second season. I'd like to add the word yet. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? It's on Paramount Plus now. I should start plugging that. Robbie is on Paramount Plus. Go there. And get those numbers up. See if anybody notices. Yeah, I don't I know if they will. Paramount Plus did not know that Robbie was on Paramount Plus. So take all, take that with a grain well, of yeah, salt. Yeah, what you will. For anyone who thinks that everything functions and there's a plan, there isn't. I have a show on Paramount Plus, and that platform alone was like, we think we're going to put your show up. We're like, well, it's been there for three months. So, <laughs> um, Hey, well, so this is a bit of a TikTok meme. Uh, I'm not saying that uh, Austin hasn't thought this of their own. I'm sure many people have. That's probably why it becomes popular. Someone sees it and goes, I've thought that too. Yeah. Uh, Where people go, why are all these people flying from Dayton, Ohio to Rome? 
who, how, and how do I not know any of them? It's Dayton. That many people are doing the same thing I'm doing in a small place. Yeah. So um, that is that is interesting. From any city, not just a small one, where you go, ah, that, what is everyone leaving Nebraska going to London? It's like kind of from any city. What are we all doing? Well, you know, I had a where really, are we all going? I had a really weird thing where, uh, second city, you know, and then obviously being out here. I had never met Jason Sudeikis. Then, having never met him, never run into him, anything, we live in the same town, uh, we're not too far from the same circles of social yep. groups, just <laughs> never met him, have friends who know him, friends who love him. I am in an airport. There's a man who is having a hard time finding his luggage. I end up helping this guy, this big bulk of a Chicago guy, right? Yep. He's like, hey, I don't know, you know, like one of those guys. Yeah. And then, uh, not saying real words. I, I introduce myself as we both uh, go to. I get my Uber as and he's Jason getting his Sudeikis. car. And uh, I go, uh, Daniel, good to meet you. He goes, I'm a Daniel too. And I'm like, Oh, you got your bag, right? And I look, and I'm pretty sure on the bag, it's, as I look down, it says Sudeikis. Yeah. And I'm like, What? There's yeah. no. And then I do the math, and I'm like, Check that wood check out for this time of year. Da, da, da. Week later, I'm back in Los Angeles in the arc light. Yeah. Uh, asking them when they're going to bring Dean back. Yeah. And <laughs> when are you guys going to re-project <laughs> Dean? <laughs> and uh, I'm like standing in their old little book, weird knickknack area that they used to have, right? Yeah. You thought that alone would have saved that company. And um, I look over at Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. And I walk over to him. And I go, what are the odds? First of all, I meet your dad in an airport. And now I'm meeting You're you saying that to for him? the first time. No, I walk up to him. Yeah. I, go, I go, Jason, we've never met. Uh, I started out at Second City, which is a great way to, with those types sure, of people. Sure. Be like, okay. Yeah. I'm, all right, then. We're okay. <laughs> great. You're right, right. <laughs> and uh, I go, uh, I go. this might sound weird. I don't know if you know about it, but a week ago I helped your dad. I'm pretty sure it was your dad. Find his luggage in Midway Airport. And he goes, you're the guy. <laughs> and it's weird how yeah. things can happen. Things can happen where you... The world seems to put people together, and you're like, "Are we all in a simulation?" Yeah, Which we've yeah, talked yeah, about yeah, yeah. like so many times. Right, but it does feel like that. That's such a crazy. Also, for him to go, "You're the guy you've been talked about in the <laughs> Sudeikis <know>. household." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So wow. well, it is a big deal being like, and then this guy. You know, I, it's always because moments like that are huge. Like, had that been you at this age, and someone helped you, yeah, you maybe wouldn't even have mentioned it to anybody. But the older you get. These are chapters in the book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then this guy right. comes out of nowhere and get this. His name's Daniel. My name's Daniel. Right. And we sit there and we go, that's ah, not a great story. And you go, that's because old people are doing less things. <laughs> Daniel is, is you know, you've got, if that guy's not Sudeikis, you maybe are not telling anyone you helped a guy. You know what right. I mean? Yeah, probably You're not. not going around going, and anyways, I helped a guy. And people go, all right, pat yourself on the back all you want. We get it. You helped a guy. But you're right. An old but guy is this- like, I, an old guy in my scenario would go, I'm at the airport, and I <laughs> I can't find his bag, yeah. right? It's all my, I'll help you find your bag. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, you, you, you having, like, this other connection to what the story is, it's like, this is a crazy story. That guy's story, it's just as crazy for him, and you're just Daniel Van Kirk. He doesn't know you. You're not, it's not like, well, my, Daniel's son might be famous. Yeah, he's right. like, this angel fell from the sky right, to help right. us find our bag. So, and he's probably told that story more than you've told people that you randomly helped Jesus. This is Vegas's all family. documented on Twitter. <laughs> but I was flying to Vegas once to go hang out with uh, Paul the Clown. Yeah. And 
they're uh, Tim Sudeikis. No, can't find his seat. There's two <laughs> women on the flight with me, right? And yeah. one of them is named Edith, this uh, elderly uh, Asian woman. You don't say and then, Edith. And then another woman named Joyce, and Joyce is an elderly, uh, elderly African American woman. They're right? coming. Those names are coming back for youth, but the moment I, you say it, I'm like, those are grandma. I strike it up with these two. Yeah, these two good time gals. Yeah, and I'm taking photos and I'm posting on Instagram and I'm yeah. learning all this stuff about them. Edith is taking her whole family to Vegas. It's a thing that they love to do. Yeah. Joyce's parents, who are in their 90s, and yeah. Joyce is in her 70s, they still live in Vegas. So she's going to see them. I go. I have a good two and a half days in Vegas. I come back. I'm on. I'm waiting to get on the flight. I look across from me at the gate. And there's Edith. Yeah. And we're on the exact same flight back, right? Yeah. And so then Edith says, uh, Daniel, we're going to sit together. I yeah. go, whatever you want, Edith. And so then Edith sits with me, and uh, then there's this girl who, would, she was the bride in her own bachelorette party, yeah. right? And, her, and uh, her name was Felicia, yeah. and she's sitting in the window, and Edith makes me sit in the middle, and yeah. Edith sits in. We sit on the tarmac for an hour and a half. The three of us talk the whole time, right? <laughs> Two months ago. And it's because it still happens. I get a voicemail from Edith. Daniel, it's Edith. Just thinking about you. There's Christmases where she's called me. Yes. I've answered the phone. I imagine her family is like, who is this Why person? Why are you doing this? Grandma, leave Edith him alone. <laughs> is wonderful. Felicia and I are still friends on Instagram. And yep. if Edith calls her, she'll be like, heard from Edith. Yeah. And... It was a thing where just the universe was like, you're going to be on the same flight there and the same flight back with this woman. She was giving me candy from her purse. Yeah. I own a little, like, Asian grandma. You know what no one ever talks about? What happened to Joyce? I never got to see Joyce Raged. Again. She fucking raged <laughs> in Vegas, too. It's all on Instagram. She's still there. pictures of She's me still and Joyce there. and Edith. Um, this is a great... I don't know what I think about on a flight. I know we took like a random detour, but you said we would, and we were allowed to. Um I don't know that we I, might be on a simulation. I don't know that what I think about when I'm on a flight. I think flights are so such a bizarre activity that I think it's maybe some of the most meditating I do because there isn't like I'm not social on a plane. I don't want to be. I want to put my headphones Same. in. I want to yeah. zone out. I want to watch something. I want to read a book. Um, look out the window. But I don't know where I mentally. Uh, go because it's such a part of our jobs right. that we're always doing it that you just become like whatever on a flight. I don't even know that I think about it too much right. anymore. But this is a great, great letter. Yeah. Um, I agree. And you're closing out. Okay. You're a read. Dude, I like it. I don't know. I was just sitting there thinking about people I knew on planes. So many stories I could tell. Uh, Austin, we wish you well. <laughs> we're in your city. We're in Austin tomorrow. <laughs> I can't wait. So uh, That's cool. See, it happened. That's the universe. I That's know. Joyce. That's Joyce. We wish you all. Sincerely, your pen pals, Daniel Van Kirk and Rory Scoval. Pen Pals is produced by Lissa Rubin and engineered and mixed by Chad Bouchard. Our artwork was created by Jeffrey Tice, and our theme music is by Patrick Keenan of the Winter Sounds. Extra thank you to Aristotle Acevedo for his help on this episode. You can follow Pen Pals on Twitter and Instagram at the Pen Pals Pod. You can see all of that content thanks to Caitlin Bordini, who runs our social media. Head to youtube.com slash Daniel Van Kirk Comedy to watch these episodes absolutely free and subscribe to patreon.com slash penpals. For only $5, you can listen to a follow-up letter every week, and you'll be the first to hear all upcoming Pen Pals news. But the easiest way to support the show is to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and tell everyone you know about your two favorite cackling idiots. Hashtag grow the show. It wasn't so long ago.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Since every minute counts when you're a new parent, who wants to waste time washing bottles? Transform this daily chore with the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro, the first machine that automatically washes, sterilizes, and dries bottles, pump parts, and sippy cups at the push of a button. Its 20 spray jets clean everything 100%. Plus, it sterilizes with steam, then dries with germ-free air. Don't waste time on tedious hand washing. Let the Baby Bretza Bottle Washer Pro do it for you. Shop now at babybrezza.com. Tired of pickup truck bed chaos? Meet Decked, game-changing USA-made full bed-length drawers for tools and gear. Waterproof, dustproof, lockable, secure. Whether you're working, hunting, fishing, camping, or just getting out of town. And introducing Decked Deco cases. Tough, modular, problem-solving cases built for the truck, job site, campsite, or garage. Say goodbye to random bins and tie-downs. Order now at Decked.com slash iHeart for free shipping. Decked, your truck, your rules. Decked.com forward slash iHeart.